0: We're we're, we're exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. Season. back in the building back in the flesh welcome to episode number seven of ten on the clock i'm tyrone smith wrong two exclusive hustle bandit sneaker bandit 4.9 lock them up wrong daytona 360 alive and in the flesh and today is December 6th, which means we have 19 more days before Christmas comes. Hell yeah. And y'all know with Christmas comes the slate of Christmas games that are going to be very fun to watch. And I'm really looking forward to watching those particular games. I'm also looking forward to cooking too, because I ain't cooked Thanksgiving and I feel some type of way. I told y'all about that last episode, but I'm definitely cooking on Christmas I'm really looking forward to the holidays this year. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, all that good stuff. It's gonna be a lot going on. It's a lot to talk about this week, so let's not waste no time. Let's get straight into the episode. First off, let's talk about the Utah Jazz and the Portland Trailblazers. Remember at one point in time that those were the two best teams in the NBA? remember it when the season started a lot of people had those teams being one of the worst teams in their divisions but they came out and they came out with a hot start and it made people change the narrative on those two particular teams well as of late those two teams haven't been playing the greatest of basketball and were at one point in time, where they were one of the top teams in the Western Conference, they have now plummeted back to the bottom, even though they're still in the playoff mix as of right now. We talk about Utah. They was at they was 10-3 at one point in time, but they recently had a five-game losing streak. We talk about Portland. They was 10-4 at one particular time, but the injuries to Dame Lillard, has kind of put them back into that mediocre frame of mind when it comes to people and they talk about basketball teams. But Dame is returning, Dame has returned. So it's gonna be interesting to see what both teams do going forward. Utah's one of them teams that a lot of good teams are looking to pluck some of them young players away. Portland is in a situation where they have to put pieces around Dame to win the championship it's gonna be interesting to see i'm all for it i want utah and portland to succeed so bad because i got a thing for underdogs so shout out to the jazz and the trailblazers one of my least favorite players in the nba is finally looking like he's stepping up to some of his potential that a lot of people felt that he had when i talk about christoph porzingis it's really not a lot of good things that i can say about the guy initially he's always hurt i don't like the fact that he's seven foot three and only averages about seven rebounds per game but this man has came out and he's been balling as of late put up a 40 piece recently he had a 27 19 game against the Nets he had a 21 and 11 game against the Hornets he had 27 and 9 against the Lakers so it looks like he's starting to put it all together considering what he had been through with the failed experiment with Luka Doncic and Dallas now does this kind of get him out of my doghouse? I don't necessarily think so. The Wizards are still on a three-game losing streak as of right now. They are 10-13 as I'm speaking to you. I'm tripping. They 11-13. I'm sorry. He's only missed one game, which is very un for Porzingis-like. Now, they still got to get Bradley Bill back to, back to health so that remains to be seen, but it looks like Kristoff Porzingis is finally starting to turn the corner of being an elite big man. <laughs> I also want to talk about the league balance, man. It, it, it finally look It's always been seasons where it seemed like one team is kind of dominated and kind of taking over everything, but it, it's really some, some solid balance within the league right now, and I'm all for it. When we look at the East, I mean, Boston is... Clear of uh, the clear when it comes to best teams in the Eastern Conference at 20 and 5. Then you got the Bucks at 17 and 6. You got the Cavs at 15 and 9. You got the Hawks, the Pacers 13 and 11. You got the Nets 13 and 12. The Raptors and the Sixers are 12 and 12. The Heat, Wizards, and Knicks are 11 and 13. So it's a lot of parity in the Eastern Conference, which I like to see. In the Western Conference, Phoenix is still the best team in the West, but then you got teams like New Orleans is 15 and 8, Memphis is 15 and 9, Denver is 14 and 9, Sacramento is 13 and 9, the Clippers 14 and 11, the Blazers and the Jazz, as I mentioned earlier, 13 and 11 and 14 and 12, respectively. You can even go down to Dallas being 12 and 11, Golden State is 13 and 12, Minnesota, Oklahoma City is 11 and 12 11 and 13 respectively even the lakers are 10 and 12 they look like they've they've been playing some better basketball as of late so the parity in the in the conferences is good to see because it's going to make for some very inspiring basketball come february march and april who's going to be in who's going to be those playing representatives who's going to be out it seems like everybody has something to play for which is why i think the play-in method was implemented for the six for the seven eight ninth and tenth seed so it's good to see and last but not least let's talk about the tear that anthony davis has been on i guess he's getting tired of being called street clothes davis because this man has went out here and has bored out of his mind bored out of his mind The Lakers are currently 3-1. They were 3-1 last week. But when you look at what Anthony Davis has done in those games, 37 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 blocks, including a 55-point game against the Wizards and a 44-point game against the bucks Now, I've always said the Lakers are going to be successful. This is what Anthony Davis has to do. But you always wondered if Anthony Davis had the, in, the, the lack of injury proneness to be able to do this. Can he be the number one guy considering all the injuries that he's had? So far, he has proven to do so. And if the Lakers want to climb back into this, Anthony Davis has to be the number one option. LeBron James cannot be your number one option. It has to be A.D. Anthony Davis. I did it. Let's get into these money plays for the week. All right, so last week, last week, I I did miss a game. I didn't pick all of the games. I missed one game. It seemed like I always do that for whatever reason. But I went 11-1 in the games that I did pick, which gives me a record of 35-20 so far in the games that that I've picked. I'm looking at the games on December 9th. Let's go ahead, let's pick these games. First off, I got the Knicks over the Hornets. I got the Pacers over the Wizards. I got the Raptors over the Magic. I'll take the Nets over the Hawks. In my upset special, give me the Kings over the Cavs. I'm gonna take the Sixers over the Lakers. In my lock of the night, I got the Grizzlies over the Pistons. Timberwolves to defeat the Jazz. My game of the night, I got the Suns over the Pelicans. And I have the Bucks defeating the Mavericks. Those are my locks slash money plays for the week. And to end the episode off, last week I gave y'all a trivia question to name that NBA draftee. And this is the answer to that particular question. But first, here are your three hints. He played in over 300 games in the NBA where he scored 1,638 points. He was the WAC player of the year in 1982. And he was an assistant coach of Metro State during the 1994-95 season. The answer to your question is Bill Garnett, who is the fourth overall pick by the Dallas Mavericks. And that has been the episode for the week. I appreciate y'all rocking out with me as always. I'm Tyrone Smith. Wrong two exclusive hustle band, Stinky Manny, 4.9 and Lock Them Up Wrong. Daytona 360 signing out. And I will holla at y'all next week. Peace.